We haven't entirely nailed down what element it is yet, but I'll tell you this, it's a lively one. Let's give your parents a call right now. Hello! Welcome to episode number 25 of Gaming with the Moms. My name is Nicole Tanner. I am managing editor at pigslookin.org and the mom of a three-year-old. I'm joined by fellow mom Linda Brenneman, who is publisher of pixelkin.org. Hello. And her daughter today, Lisa Jake. Hello. And um, recently birthday girl, <laughs> Simone de Rochefort. Yay. Yay. Happy birthday. I yeah. am 25 whole years old. Wow. A quarter century. Getting My life there. is over. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> it's all downhill from here. Yeah, kind of is. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so today is International Podcasting Day. Yay! Yay. It probably won't be when you listen to this, but it is today. I hope it won't be since when we're recording. <laughs> it shouldn't be published today. So <laughs> if you're listening to this today, something is seriously wrong, unless you're Daniel. <laughs> Daniel is our wonderful sound guy, and we love him. Um, so yeah, so let's get started. With some news, there was a new Disney Affinity playset released mm-hmm. very recently. Star Wars, cool Star Wars, Star right? Wars Rise Against the Amp. Yeah, okay, you would call it cool Star Wars. Others <laughs> call it old Star Wars. Uh, it's the Rise Against the Empire playset. So this is the one. It has a story mode for the original trilogy of films. And the figures it comes with are Luke and Leia. Nice. Of course. And then there are, of course, the other figures sold separately for $13.99. They've got Darth Vader. They've got Yoda. You know, I actually don't know if it's young Yoda or old Yoda. So, you know, don't quote me on that. There is a Yoda. I don't know if it's the Yoda from those films. Yoda looks kind of similar in all the Star Wars stuff. He's always old. He just has more wrinkles in the <laughs> yeah. later ones. He's, he's much funnier in the original trilogy. Like, yeah. There's a part in Empire Strikes Back that I just love. Like when he's pretending that he's not Yoda and he's like beating R2-D2 and he like oh. tries to take – yeah, it's just, I, I love remember it. that. I love it. I love those That films. was awesome. So I I haven't played this playset yet. I have this playset because it comes in the uh, Star Wars Saga bundle that uh, is exclusive to PlayStation 3 and 4. So I have it. But I only got to play like a preview of it because I haven't gotten to it yet where it's part the part where you're uh, flying the X-Wing. Nice. And wow. it is so fun. <laughs> I loved it. You're you're flying and you're shooting stuff and people are chasing you. And it is a delight. You're dodging asteroids. Uh, so yeah. this is great. Um, it costs $34.99, I believe, um, like the rest Did of the Did you just say PlayStation sets. exclusive? Yes. For, oh. Or the, the Star Wars Saga bundle is. That's the one that has the starter pack plus this playset plus the Boba Fett figure. Mm. For now, it is exclusive to PlayStation. Disney. It might Disney, come out later. you are almost going <laughs> to. They're betraying the you. Point, like, but you know, no. No they gave you Fantasia for the Xbox, but no, they won't give you the Disney Infinity Boba Fett figure. Yeah, I'll take Fantasia over that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this playset that we're talking about sold separately from the bundle isn't exclusive to any particular console. So if you want it, it's out there. This game really tempts me because mm-hmm. that oh. original Star Wars, yes. yeah. that, that was my era, you know. I stood in line at midnight to see the first Star Wars. Oh my gosh! Film. Oh my gosh! Yeah. That is so cool. And I was even younger than you are now. Wow. Yeah. I'm still um, a baby. The yeah. very first Star Wars was actually my first movie. 
Oh, my God. Because wow. it came out the same year that I was born, and I went as an <laughs> infant to the movie. Obviously, I didn't watch it, but yes. It changed your life it in did. ways that you'll never know. And then I was like five when Return of the Jedi came out. So I love the Ewoks. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Me For too. Sure. Yeah, I was I was also at an age when I was like, Ewoks are the best. Yes. I never understood the, the backlash the hate. to the, yeah. the hate, the Ewok hate. Yeah, I don't get it either. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Whatever. Well, this game also has those motorcycles that fly through the air through the forest yeah. and that, what are those called uh, I, uh, I don't remember either <laughs> no idea but the um, ones that you ride on endor as yeah, i was talking yeah. about yeah, um, yeah. and mm. it has um all the original settings yeah yeah they've got the tatooine Star, they've got tatooine. endor yeah. um I yeah I'm, I'm excited to get to this part of the playset right now i'm playing through the the prequels in disney infinity so i'm sorry <laughs> it's fine. I think they probably it makes a better game than it does movie. So yeah, you know, there you I go. stood in line at midnight to see the third prequel. My apologies to because, you. <laughs> uh, it was during E3, and we had some friends with us. And we're like, oh, we're gonna go, you know, stand in line for the movie, and it was after my company's party. So I had had a little bit to drink. And so I fell asleep. I literally fell asleep during oh, the no. movie. Oh, my gosh. And, like, I woke up and I'm like, they were on, like, the Wookiee plan. I'm like, where did all these Wookiees come from? <laughs> like, seriously, like, nothing was going on with Wookiees at one minute. And then the next minute they were everywhere. So You thought you'd have way too much to drink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So well, I still haven't seen that movie. So And oh, I, at really? this rate, I probably never will. That one, it was okay until the very end. Yeah. It was okay. Well, honestly, I, I don't know how much of it I <laughs> You don't know anything. <laughs> I don't know how much of it I missed. Um, and I haven't watched it since. But the end was terrible. The end was absolutely terrible. And All right. Sorry. Anybody who <laughs> loves that movie, I'm sorry. The end I, was terrible. I don't think that person exists. But <laughs> <laughs> Actually, kids. Like kids oh, yeah. that have actually grown up with the prequels as kind of their Star yeah, Wars. They, do. Uh, they, do. they love them. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, I was like a kid when those came out, mm-hmm. and I remember seeing them, but not really caring about yeah. them. Mm. But yeah. maybe I that's think, just me. <laughs> it, there is something I think that's really magical about the Star Wars universe and the way that it can capture you. If it gets you at the right time in the right place, uh, there's just so much to explore there, and I, that's one of the things I, I love about it. So, yeah, I used to play a some of the very old Star Wars games. And I was too young to actually play through the single-player campaign, so I would just, like, make matches and multiplayer and do my own thing. I think we talked about this last time we were on the (laughs) podcast together. But, yeah, that kind of exploration, they really, I think, inspire that in people. But were you riding a horse? Because I think that's what we talked about. (laughs) The real estate agent on a horse. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's move on. Um... So GameStop, GameStop CEO did an interview with Fortune magazine in which he said that uh, games on discs aren't ever going to go away. Ever. Ah. Ever. 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 And he said that games are not going to repeat the downfall of movies and music because really you don't buy physical copies of those things anymore. Um and uh, But there's some interesting things going on about how GameStop is kind of manipulating <laughs> this market. So there was an Xbox One Madden bundle um, that was supposed to come with a, a code, a download code, and GameStop refused to, to uh, carry it. And they kind of made, made Microsoft do a new bundle with the disc in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 
So they clearly oh. still have some. They have influence, some power. Yes. They do, but yes. they really are hanging on. I mean, and they bought Think Geek last year. Yes, which obviously, <laughs> I think we've got a long time to go until we're wearing digital shirts. I think. Yes. <laughs> so um, that keeps them in the in the physical market. But really, uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think discs are hanging around. It might take longer for video game discs to be extinct, but eventually, yes, they're yeah. gonna be gone. Yep. Yeah, eventually. And, and the thing is, like, I, I have Skylanders and Disney Infinity on disc, but I still needed to take up space on my PlayStation to install them. Yes. And I had to delete a bunch of stuff. Yes. So you're taking up space <laughs> yeah. on your console and in your home. Yeah, so it's a double whammy. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I love discs. I love collectibles, yeah. I should say. I don't love physical discs. I like having something to look at and hold and display, but you don't want that for everything. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. The majority of things are not worth being put on a disc. Yes. It's and there's a lot of wasted, you know, yeah. what are energy they even made of materials, and, and unicorn materials and manufacturing resources. that could be used for something else. So, yeah, anyhow, and, so there's yeah. that. It's rough. You look like you're about to say something. <laughs> oh, I was just thinking about um, if we should explain GameStop's business model to people who are listening. Who knows what GameStop's business model is <laughs> well, anymore? Well, just the, the buying used games and yes, then reselling them. Yes, they're very, very, very good on the used games. It makes yeah. up like 80% yeah. of their profits is on used games. And one of the things that he was the, – the guy was saying was that once people start switching over to current-gen consoles, the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One, they'll be reselling – some of their old games for 360 or PlayStation 3, but that's still like, you know, that requires that somebody still has a PlayStation 3 and still wants still those wants games, which is not games. going to be yeah. true forever. Yes. Which, so it, it just seems very, very tenuous to yes. me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think they think that the used game market is what's going to keep carrying them. Yeah. Um, and the used game market is huge, but honestly, game publishers and developers aren't crazy about the whole used game yeah. thing. Right. So, yeah. So that's not. It, that's not what's giving them the clout, yeah. I guess. But although you know, if we think about it, so I, a lot of like smaller games, indie games, et cetera, et cetera, that don't cost you know sixty dollars. People are probably buying those digitally. They they're pretty small in file size. They take up less space. If you're buying a physical game, it's probably one of the bigger ones, like your Call of Duty, your Disney Infinity. Those, I think. Would I think there is still resale value for large games like that? Like mm-hmm. you might go looking for a physical copy of one of those games, and then everyone is. And so the indie games, the smaller games, won't really affect the status of that market at all yeah. because nobody it will be buying them physically in the first place. Yeah, because they just don't they don't sell that way. So I don't know. Yeah, but the thing is, is like this has already happened with PC games. Like, yeah. how can you say mm-hmm. it's not going to happen with consoles? Yeah. No one buys a physical copy of a PC game anymore. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine it. <laughs> <laughs> Unless there's, like, some kind of deluxe something that goes with it. Yeah. But, like, you don't even see PC games in GameStop anymore. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. This guy is, whatever. <laughs> Whistling Wacky. in the dark. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Fine. Um, so this is a cool thing. So there's going to be a Mass Effect 4D experience yeah. in the Great ah. America theme park. In California. And we're all going to go stay at Courtney's parents' house. Exactly. And then go to the theme park. Yes. For um, science and yeah, for work. Yeah, so right now, um, I think most people, if you've been to a theme park, you've been on one of these things. You get on like this big square thing and it's, uh, you have 3D glasses and then the thing kind of tips and moves and you're watching <laughs> something going on. And the 4D part could be 
I don't know, Spraying you get water, water. thrown <laughs> over, you know, the, you know, little things like that. So, um, so yeah, it'd be, I wonder what they're going to do with Mass Effect for the 4D part. Uh, it said that they were, there was going to be like an enemy to fight and stuff. Ooh. So I, I know, I think I've been on 4D experiences. So you're going to get hit with a sword. <laughs> Massive. <laughs> You're going to be hit with like a laser beam from yeah. a Reaper. Um, I, ha- I think I have enough 40 experiences where you have like a little plastic weapon and you shoot it at the oh, screen. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. I, it might be something like that where you have to fight Reapers. And that, that's what I, I would have. Assume. I have some input into this. Yeah. I went on the um, 4D Star Trek. Oh, yeah. The Borg ride in Las Vegas. Mm. And the 4D part <laughs> was that they have live actors participating. <gasps> oh, yeah. They so, said that they were going to have right. somebody. Yeah. yeah. Which really makes it cool because you feel like you're in a kind of in a play or in a mm-hmm. – I mean, there's real people you're interacting with plus the holographic yeah. content. That would That's, be Awesome. It was pretty yeah. fun, and I was really scared of that Borg Queen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember nice. the Star Wars one at Disneyland. Yeah, I remember yeah. loving that. Yeah, that was so fun. And I didn't even care about Star Wars. What did they do? <laughs> like, did they? It was an end. I think it was on Endor, wasn't it? I have I no idea. Remember. I just remember like getting in this big box, and like you're in the spaceship, and it would move around and. Yeah. Fly I around in that. space. I think it was on Endor, and it was like you were on one of the the bikes that we can't remember the name of. Because <laughs> you're like zooming through the trees, so you're like tilting uh, back and forth. Ask oh, wow. 14-year-old Simone. Fun. She knows what they're called. She knows what they're all called. <laughs> yeah. So that is cool. And it's actually going to be happening fairly soon, yeah. like in two years. Yeah. So When Mass Effect Andromeda comes out. Oh, so. yeah. I wonder if EA timed that. Uh, but e- there's like a press release where EA is like, oh, we're so excited to partner with Great America to bring our great franchises to theme parks. So uh, who knows what else is coming down the pipe. Kind of by hint. Yes. Everyone's jumping on that bandwagon now. We've got Ubisoft. We've got Nintendo. I, I think I'm most excited for Nintendo's, honestly, just because I feel like cohesively as a park, Nintendo has the best shot at, you know, making it. A really cool experience. Um, but you know what? I love Mass Effect, so I'm pretty excited. I would love to do something with Plants vs. Zombies. Oh, yeah? I think that would be fun. Almost like a laser tag type thing. <gasps> that would be so cool. You're shooting the zombies. And you have to, like, run around and pick up, like, the sun. And Oh, my gosh. I think that would be awesome. But I'd be into that. Get EA on yeah. the phone. EA. Yeah, EA. EA. Yeah. That's hard to say fast. <laughs> I think that's kind of, like, the best you know, um, property that they have to go with. Yeah. I mean, they've got a ton of properties. It's probably most recognizable something. and, like, yeah. across ages, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Which so that would be cool. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, that makes me wonder how kind of M-rated that yeah. ride is going to be, if it's supposed to be for families. So we'll <laughs> see how that turns out. Anyhow. Um, so we're back to the beginning, end of September, beginning of October, which means free games. Woo. Woo. If you're a member of PlayStation Plus or an Xbox Live Gold member. <laughs> and if you have any room left on your console. Which I don't. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> I'm serious. You just got to delete some of those Dragon I Age can't. things. I we, can't. We've done it. I think it's the Destiny now. We have to go through the Destiny <laughs> capture button. Oh, jeez. Oh, wow, life is hard. Just get get another hard drive. 
That I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to yeah. uh, try to upgrade it to a terabyte. Although, see, I'm afraid because I know if we have a terabyte, it's going to be the fir- the same thing all over again. Where it's like, oh well, we have room now, so we don't need to delete anything. All- no, delete everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Put it on a computer. Start fresh. Anyway, yes. Go on. Tell We've us about the games. We've got some good ones this month. I am super impressed. So for PlayStation Plus members, you're going to get Broken Age on PlayStation Four and Vita. There's a reason to use a Vita. Broken Age is an awesome uh, point-and-click adventure from Double Fine, and Courtney absolutely loves it. I loved it, too. It's a great game, so that is super cool. You're also going to get Super Meat Boy for PlayStation 4 and Vita, and I haven't played that game. From what I hear, it is an extremely difficult game (laughs) for very hardcore gamers. And then Unmechanical Extended, of which I know nothing about for PS4 and PS3, Kung Fu Rabbit, For Vita and PS3. I've never played that either, but it sounds fun. Uh, Chariot for PS3 and then Kickbeat for PS3 and Vita. So Chariot's a good one too. Um, I wonder why it's just PS3 and not PS4. Anyhow, got PS3, get Chariot. It's an awesome one. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you're on Xbox Live Gold, for Xbox One, you're getting Valiant Hearts and The Walking Dead, the complete first season. I am excited about that. I'm jealous about that. I never watched The Walking Dead. I not interested in it really, but it's a telltale game and they're awesome. And I loved their Wolf Among Us. So I'm super excited about that one. Yay. And then for 360, you're getting Metal Gear Solid 5 Ground Zeroes, which I'm not a Metal Gear expert, but I think <laughs> that we determined that that is a prequel preview type thing for Metal Gear Solid 5. You know, you're not getting Metal Gear Solid 5. <laughs> That's just want to be clear about that. And then um, also for 360, Walking Dead complete first season so that's pretty cool well i'm looking forward to valiant hearts yeah kizzy really, really likes cool. that game yeah. that's the one that's set in world war ii I world, think? War, world war one yeah. okay which i really i actually uh the first time i went to e3 i did an interview with the creative director for that game uh, i think it's on the site now it, it's it looks really cool or i i played part of it there and i really really liked it and then she got to review it so i'm super jealous but yeah, yeah the trailer made me cry yeah i think it's supposed to have a really really mm-hmm. strong emotional yeah. element to it so that's cool and they worked with the historical society so as you're going through the game there are little artifacts and you can read about how those things were used in world war one which in my opinion is the most not underrated war is the wrong way oh to God. phrase that, but like everyone thinks that it's boring and irrelevant, but it is the reason that the entire 20th century and 21st century turned out the way that it did. So I think it's really worth learning more about. And by playing a really cool game, I, I think that's a that's a great way to do that. Right. So. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So the other thing that's coming up now that we're moving into October is we've got Big holiday release season. And all the Toys of Life people have jumped the gun on that. Oh, like, yeah. They're ready. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, I mean. They're out. <laughs> they're very purposeful about that, too, because I think, Linda, you brought up before. It's like, oh, we can tell the grandparents and the aunts and the yeah. uncles, like, mm-hmm. buy me more figures kind of thing. So I think that that was very strategic of them. But there are lots of other big releases, and I'm going to read off some, and we can talk about which ones we're looking <laughs> forward to. Rise of the Tomb Raider, Halo 5, Gears of War, Fable Legends, Rock Band 4, Guitar Hero Live, Yoshi's Woolly World. I pronounced that correctly, which I couldn't do in the (laughs) office earlier. Uh, Just Dance, Triforce Heroes, Assassin's Creed, Call of Duty, Black Ops, Star Wars, Battlefront, 
Mario Tennis, the Nathan Drake Collection, and Roller Coaster Tycoon World. Oh, my wow. God. That's a lot. My ears are ringing. I know. <laughs> well, Rise of the Tomb Raider is one I'm most looking forward to. Me Absolutely. too. I love that. I love yes. that series. Um, I can't <sighs> wait to see what that whole thing is going to be like. That demo at, at um, PAX was amazing. It yeah. was great. Um, What's Yoshi's Woolly World? It is adorable. Yeah, it's basically it's adorable. Um, it's sort of like a platformer-ish mm-hmm. thing where you like using like yarn and things to move. Is from it anything place to place. like uh, Yoshi's Story? It sounds like it might. I used be. to love that. game. I did too. Oh my gosh, that's, that's so cute. It was that game was so short though. Yeah, <laughs> it was like you could beat it in like half an hour. Like seriously, but nice. it did sort of the, like the cloth and yeah. yarn type, you know, aesthetic Interesting. too. So yeah. um, picture a Yoshi game, then picture everything made out of yarn, and that will be Yoshi's Bully World. That sounds yes. great. Yeah. yeah, it is. So I love Yoshi. Cute. And obviously, that's where the yarn Yoshi Amiibo come of into course. play. Yeah. So and you have one. I have one. Yes. It all makes sense now. From Japan, which, you know, probably you wouldn't work, but I don't have a Wii U, so who cares? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. I just wanted a yarn Yoshi, so... It's yeah. another one of those games that's going to make me it's look out for funny, a Wii funny, though, on because I, d- I didn't realize... You know, I didn't really. I'm like waiting for them to come out. And, yeah, and over here, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna have to like get on Amazon like right away because they're gonna sell out and blah 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 blah. And I'm like, wait a second, I don't have a Wii U. Why do I have to wait? Why do I get a <laughs> Japanese import. So that's I what I did. Yoshi's Rolling World is also already out in Europe. It is. So yes, <laughs> you can import them from the anywhere, UK. anywhere <laughs> yes. but here. Yes. Exactly. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if that would still tip the scales for me on a Wii U. I'm just – we're not quite there yet. Um, so I'm also looking forward to Rock Band 4 simply because it means that the hundreds of dollars that my husband and I spent on DLC for previous Rock Bands can be used again. I think you mean the hundreds of dollars you saved. Right. Now we saved hundreds of dollars. We got so much DLC for those games. I'm just so happy that it's backwards compatible. We also have like three guitars oh and a drum set and like – Can I buy one from you? <laughs> I see. I've no. never had a rock band game, and then they're like, "Oh, so we're going to have all of your favorite bands in this one." And I'm like, "Wait, oh, you, you mean can't by do that favorite me. bands? I mean, you, you too, you too, and Fallout Boy and the Proto Men. Fallout <laughs> Boy has been in previous ones. I'm pretty sure. Well, you I didn't have as much financial capital as I have now <laughs> <laughs> to spend frivolously on music games. Yeah. yeah, this is the first time that U2 is in a music game. And they're, what are they doing? I Will Follow and Cedarwood Road, plus more to come in DLC, which is exciting to yes. me. Yes. Who is a fan? And then once, they get, fan. once they get you in the DLC store, it's it's like game it's over. Death. You're like, oh my God, <laughs> ah, I want that song too. Ah. So, yeah, that's what happened to me and my husband, unfortunately. Hmm. And the rest of these, I'm sort of looking forward to Roller Coaster Tycoon World. It looks cool, um, what I've seen of it. Uh, but we'll see. You know, I'm always yeah. kind of skeptical of those types of games until they actually come out. And this one's coming out in December. What I saw at PAX looked good, mm-hmm. but it was definitely not finished which is okay yeah I have time. but yeah <laughs> a little bit of time yeah and i love it's roller fine. coaster tycoon so i think i have high standards you know what yeah. i'm excited for 
Oh, of course. Duh. Duh. Come on, Nicole. So it's tell Assassin's us about Creed. Assassin's Creed. What is this one going to be like? Should I tell you how I broke it at PAX? Yeah. <laughs> but it was totally my fault. And anyway, it was like a beta version anyway. So I do not <laughs> do not blame the game. It's so uh, funny. The person who had no glitches in Unity was able to break <laughs> the next one at PAX. I phased through a wall. I was attacking a guy and I phased through a wall and I ended up inside a cannon. And they were like, we've never nice. seen this before. <laughs> nice. Did you get to shoot out of the cannon? Uh, I wish I had. That would have made the entire thing much That would have been so cool. (laughs) Oh, my God. That was like an Easter egg. Oh, yeah. I want that in the final version. That would be great. So this one takes place in Victorian London. And uh, there are two main characters. They're twins. It's Jacob Fry and Evie Fry. She's the first female main character in a main series Assassin's Creed game. I love Aveline Dugompre from uh, Assassin's Creed Liberation, but it is it started out as a Vita game, so I it and it's not really a main series game. So uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. I'm kind of sad that they're leaving Paris behind and that whole plot. It feels kind of like Unity is getting swept under the rug, and we're going to pretend it never happened, which makes me sad as a person who loves that game. But And who also is French. And who also is French. Yeah. They made it specifically for me. And now they're like, Simone, you had your cake. <laughs> Let her eat cake. Yes, exactly. <laughs> then take her to London, the home of her enemies. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know nothing about the, the overall plot except that um, they, Jacob and Evie kind of are on the side of the, the street gangs of London. So I think there's going to be some class warfare going on there. It should be interesting. I should. I, I predict that I will love it and hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. Uh, Linda, what about you? What are you looking forward to? Uh, definitely Rise of the Tomb Raider 2. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the Rock Band games. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to probably have to go out and buy all those instruments. Yeah, I was going to so. say, you don't have those, right? I don't have any of those. Yeah. Have you played a Rock Band game? Or a- yeah, we yeah. did. I remember playing it yeah. a long time ago. But I think it'd be yeah. fun to play in a group, don't you? Yeah, it's fun. It's yeah, a fun it party thing. Yeah, it's yeah. it's or just totally family awesome. thing. You and me, Lisa, and all your friends. That's yeah, what we'll do. Oh, it sounds yeah. so great. <laughs> oh my gosh, we got Isaac's mom <laughs> to sing, and there are videos on YouTube of this, which is freaking hilarious. But she doesn't know like any of the songs, and she has this kind of like choir girl type voice and we wow. had her singing Metallica and oh like my God. all kinds of crazy stuff and it's hilarious. That's the best thing I've ever I heard. I know. It's so great. I'm going to have to send you guys <laughs> YouTube links for that because it's so funny. Um, can we yeah, put it in you, the show notes? You can. Yeah, maybe. You yeah. can record what you yeah. did, right? And then Yeah, no. We stood there with a camera or a phone. Oh, okay. <laughs> recorded okay. singing that way. Well, I wonder uh, in, in the new version of the game if you can record it probably. and save it. You probably can, right? I imagine. I don't know. Well, it's... you know, music games are kind of weird because I was trying to record oh, things I was true. doing in Dance Central Spotlight and I wasn't able to. And that's because oh, of the okay. music licensing type stuff. So yeah, uh, music not. licensing is a twisted weirdness of... Oh, god-awful crap. (laughs) It is. Like, my husband um, worked on Rock Band Unplugged, which was a version of the game for the PSP. And, like, they thought they were going to have one song, you know, and they worked on it. And it's like, no, we didn't get the license for that. You know, it's just, yeah, it's crazy. The music industry is really trying to, like, they see games as, like, the next way to, like, really kind of 
gouge consumers <laughs> and make a lot of money since they don't sell physical CDs anymore and songs <laughs> on iTunes are a buck ninety nine. Yeah, they're kind of desperate. Yeah. 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 So anything else, Linda? Um well, I'm gonna try to play Assassin's Creed Syndicate. <laughs> <laughs> Heavy <see>. sigh. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Lisa? Um, I don't know. I'm kind of, well, I'm interested in Yoshi's Woolly World now. Yeah. But um, I'm kind of interested in Triforce Heroes, too. Yes. Um, Courtney says it is wonderful. I haven't actually played a Zelda game since Ocarina of Time, so that'll be interesting. But it's different, right? Because isn't it like multiplayer or something? It's like cooperative multiplayer, and I'm sorry we don't have Courtney here. Yeah. And I also (laughs) almost left it off my list of big holiday releases, and she's like, Triforce Heroes. (laughs) I'm like, oh, of of course. I love your Courtney impression. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure Courtney would love it too. Yes. No, that's not what she said. Um, um, but I know it is – you can do cooperative multiplayer, um, and if you aren't playing multiplayer, there will be, like, little totems in place of the other characters mm-hmm. so you can move them each around and do the puzzles um, just by yourself. Nice. But it's on the <laughs> So it's, it's on not the Nintendo 3DS. 3DS. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's not on the console. Yes. We still have to wait for that. They're yes, not announcing do. the new Zelda game. I don't have a 3DS, I don't think, because I avoided oh. getting one because I really wanted Animal Crossing, uh, New Leaf. That was on 3DS, right? Yep. And then um, I knew that I shouldn't buy it because it would take up all of my time <laughs> forever. So Wasn't New Leaf like that's why I didn't something get the 3DS. like not super special about it? I don't remember. Everyone loves New Leaf. I don't know. <laughs> I that, don't know that's all I remember. As long as it's Animal Crossing. Yeah, yeah. I know. I'm what kind of the same need? thing too. But like I kind of got – I played um, – God, what was it called? The regular DS version, like Wild World. I'm sure I'm getting that wrong. But, like, I love that one. Uh-huh. I literally played it for a year so I could get all the fish and all the bugs oh, yeah. without cheating the clock. Um, wow. But I heard, I don't know, I heard, like, New Leaf was, like, basically the same thing. I'm kind of getting burned out a little bit on that type of gameplay because I mm. played the GameCube one as well. Yeah. Um, but we'll talk about more what I've been playing a little later, um, which is something I'm going to mm-hmm. be reviewing for Pixelkin Animal Crossing related. Um, so, yeah. So that's about it then for yeah. you, Lisa? That's about it. All right. So we're going to move into our main topic. So uh, there's an article on Gama Sutra that I found really, really interesting. Gama Sutra is a site that basically caters to developers and a lot of developers get on there and and write blogs and then sometimes they pick some of the blogs and make them featured articles. So this one was written by Laura Lynn McWilliams um, and it's called Games as a Two-Way Conversation. And so basically what she's saying is most games now, even though they evoke a lot of emotion and expression – They don't do anything with that. Like Mm -hmm. the example that she gave I thought was a really great one where you're – the first time you come out of the vault in Fallout 3 and you see everything that's kind of like decrepit and you can see the Washington, D.C. monuments in the back and it's like, wow, like this great thing. And you stand there for a couple seconds and then you go on. Like the game (laughs) doesn't recognize um, your emotions. And so um, she suggested that – that games should maybe start to do that a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got your Mass Effects and your Dragon Ages and stuff that will let you pick uh, dialogue choices, but at the same time, they're not really paying attention to 
what you're saying. Like, I loved Dragon Age Origins because it didn't have the little wheel that said, this is the friendly way. This is the mean <laughs> way. Um, it didn't have any of that. It just had a list of things that you could say. And I mm-hmm. loved that because I thought, thought that that was part of the game was choosing the right thing to say to the right people. And Fallout has that too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually didn't like that when they changed that about Mass Effect. Um, but uh, Laura Lynn is kind of uh, talking about how games could Pay attention to just how you're playing. And she gives another Fallout example of how she would snipe every enemy except for the rad scorpions, (laughs) in which case she would scramble madly (laughs) up the hill and just die mostly. So she suggested that the game could recognize that she responds differently to that enemy and then adjust the gameplay Mm -hmm. based on that, which I think is a really cool idea. And yeah. something that I think game developers are kind of stuck in sort of the movie the movie model. Mm-hmm. Like, we've, like we've got Bioware that's pretty good about making choices and multiple endings. But still at the same, you're, um, you're just getting an ending that yeah. just – Yeah. It does, it's not perfectly engineered to respond yeah. to what you're doing. And, and that, that is a really complex process. And I think yeah. Bioware probably does it better than anyone uh, – there's a new game out called Until Dawn, which is a horror game, which I believe does um, ask you questions about things that you're scared about and then adjust gameplay based on that. Mm-hmm. And basically you're trying to keep this group of teenagers alive or keep them not alive <laughs> over the course of a night in this mountain cabin. And it's to- it's not a procedurally generated game, but so many different things can happen. So it, it does do that. And I think that that's really cool. And I would love – to see more things like that. And um, yeah. Laura Lynn mentions in her article that that is the perfect way for a horror game to be, is yeah. responsive to what scares you personally. Yeah. And if you do have the technological capabilities to make it that responsive, heck yeah, that's a way yeah. to like really get at yeah. people. You mean to tell me they make it scarier? <laughs> yes. Depending on what you're scared that's of. That's why you play yeah. the game, to be scared. That's why I don't yeah. even watch horror movies. <laughs> I get too scared. Yeah. That's the whole point. Yeah. yeah but also, wonderful. you know, Linda Hugh had a great example as we were coming down here. Yeah. Um, I started to play Ori in the Blind Forest over the weekend, and it is so far beyond my platforming skills. It's not even funny. And I'm not going to be able to play this game because I'm never going to be that good of a platformer and yeah. so if it could figure out when I rage quit and then, <laughs> and then when the next time I went back it could make the game easier mm-hmm. just to the point where you know I could hopefully get through the game yeah I think that would be cool why not yeah right? there are some games that do that not very many though I think one of the Ratchet and Clank games did that Hmm. Because I seem to remember either I got better or the game got easier because I seem to remember <laughs> missing something, like getting killed like over and over and over again. And yeah. then suddenly, magically, I was able to get through it. So I don't I don't know for sure if that's what mm-hmm. they did, but it seemed like they did. And there are some games that do that. Um, and she mentions that that's just basically the tip of the iceberg is just being able to adjust yeah. the difficulty based on um, how you're playing. So – She says that it's not that hard if games have basically three things in place, and that is the ability to track the player's actions and interactions and look for patterns. Uh, God, I can't read this. I need my glasses. (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting – Do you want to pass it to me? Yes. 
<laughs> yes, Simone, read the bottom three purple highlighted things. All right. Uh, the ability to she track players' tell actions me I was and old, interactions. <laughs> well, I think it kind of goes without saying. <laughs> <laughs> number two is uh, definitions that tie patterns to emotions and preferences. And number three, underlying systems to change gameplay based on that analysis. That yes. is a lot of words. It is. <laughs> it is. It's a great It's a great story, and I really encourage you to, to check it out on yeah. Kama Sutra. It just makes you think about games in a different kind of way. But, it, you know, I think the, the major point that she's making is, like, you know, something responding to your, mm-hmm. your emotions as opposed yeah. to, like, just how you play the game. And for me, obviously, I think VR mm. is the place mm-hmm. that's going to be able to do that because they'll be able to track your face and... All that kind of stuff. Creepy, but cool at the same time. (laughs) And computers are are good at gathering data like that and synthesizing it. So if there's a person telling the computer what to do with the data that it's gathered, I think it's definitely very, very possible. And especially with, like you were mentioning, really emotional games. There are so many times, you know, when... There's a really emotional experience in a game. I think you, there are so many moments specifically in Bioshock where, like, you've just learned something really horrible or experienced something really yeah, horrible. And My like, experience was kind of like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was and you loud. Know what, you know what part I'm talking about, so. Ugh. I could. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, then, like, you as the player, like, I'll, I'll be standing there and I'll take a moment because I'm, like, having – a lot of feelings and I'm kind of processing that. But then when I come back to the game and start moving the character again, it just drops you right back in. So here's your next objective. You're going here. There's no acknowledgement that you have just been through this emotional, the emotional ringer. Yes. Um, and it, it it is a little immersion breaking and it's interesting to me how much of that we tolerate with games Mm-hmm. Like just we we take it for granted that like yeah. after this horrible conversation, Shepard and Mass Effect is going to go on and say something like funny. Yeah. It's like yeah, because yeah. it's a game. So yeah, th- this is a way that we could address some of those issues, I think, and make yeah. games a little more emotionally cohesive. Yes. Well, the author makes another point too. She says maybe the popularity of let's plays mm. is because mm. you get to watch someone. Um, having that emotional experience in the game mm-hmm. that you just had. So now you've got some way to interact with that emotion or process yeah. it again or something. That makes sense, too. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. That's like, a really good point. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't know if I've told – I probably have told this story on this podcast. I've definitely told it on Girl Fight. But, like, my husband just, like, being in the same room with me – when I was very frustrated at a part of Ocarina of Time. I mean, granted, he laughed at me, but at the same time, like, he could see what I was going through and had been through it himself and was sort of able to relate, (laughs) even though he laughed at me. Um, But, yeah, I think it makes sense, you know, with Let's Plays. Rupees. Rupees, exactly. (laughs) That is what it was. What part Uh, was that? Sorry. I was – I was – you know, fighting some boss. I don't remember which boss it was. And, you know, you've got your little clay pots that you run around and you smash and you get either rupees or, like, health, oh, like right. hearts. And um, I was down to, like, half a heart. You know, the game is beeping at me incessantly because that game does that, which oh, is yeah. super annoying, <laughs> as if you're not, like, on edge enough because you're about to die. Um, and so I kept smashing pots. And, like, I'm down to half a health and I was totally expecting a heart to come out. And a heart didn't come out. It was just rupees. rupees. And I just screamed at the top of my voice, like, <laughs> rupees. And my husband just lost it. He lost it. Yeah. He thought that was the funniest thing ever. But mm-hmm. 
It's interesting. Speaking of just ways that we try to emotionally interact with games and games don't respond, last night I played Skylanders for a really, really long time. And it was really late at night. I was playing with my roommate, Amanda, and um, we were we knew we didn't we were too tired to do another full level. So we we're just running around the like the hub, Skylands Academy, where you just hang out and just lighting everything on fire. <laughs> <laughs> She has like an octopus, and so she's tentacle slapping everything. I'm <laughs> casting fire tornadoes on everything. We must have covered the entire grounds of the academy three or four times, just like attacking everyone and lighting everything on fire because <laughs> we were so tired and frustrated. And you know, there's no there's no feedback from the game on that. It's just like the hero of Skylands is lighting fire to everything again. I guess that's fine. Yeah. It's normal. Yeah, another Nintendo story I have is actually the original Animal Crossing. I've been trying yeah. to catch the bee for forever. Oh, my God, I could not <laughs> catch the bee. Because you shake the tree and it comes out and then you just have to hit it with the net at the exact <laughs> right moment. And then I finally did it. I finally did it and I was so happy. And then the power went out. <gasps> Uh, before I had a chance to save. And I was like, I cried. I literally (laughs) cried. (laughs) I mean, I was still able to get it eventually. But like, like, you know, if the game had known that I literally cried, I wouldn't have like booted it up and had Mr. Rossetti there yelling at me because I didn't save my game properly. That's so sad. I know. I have lots of sad gaming stories. I I just keep thinking about, like, I'm not a game developer, obviously, so I have no idea what goes into it, but how many options there are for that kind of thing, you know, adding ways to react to different players and the Mm -hmm. choices they make. Um, That would just be so much extra work, like, almost making a new game for each, like, path that you can take. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like a... But it's great, though. It's... That's not to say that um, they shouldn't do it, but um, I don't know. It's just interesting. Like, that's just be hard. so much yeah. work and so many options and so many layers that you could have. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely a consideration. Um, and I don't think maybe it's not possible right now, but when you think of how far games have come mm-hmm. in a very short period of yeah. time, like, right. I think it's probably attainable. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. You know, yeah. At yeah. some point. It just would be like a really big puzzle i think yeah Yeah, definitely and with something like where with until dawn the horror game that i was talking about where there there's always going to be that like the outcomes i think are not infinite it's just what happens on the way to that outcome so like say you're this is not an example from the game but say you're fighting against uh, evil clowns is something that i remember them talking about which i don't believe in but like (laughs) okay evil clowns versus undead zombies right those are both things that are going to kill you it's just a matter of like what the characters say and the the animated the models the character models that you're using which is still a lot more work don't get me wrong but it's not like infinite outcomes yeah. yeah yeah so in something like that i think it works really well but i think you're you're right that it depending on the game it could result in a yeah. million different games being created yeah there was one little aspect in alien isolation that was like paying attention to what was going on and it asked you right at the beginning if you've got to connect like do you want to leave voice command on and you don't just use it for voice command it would actually be listening for sounds which could affect whether or not wow. the alien would catch you 
That is cool. Yeah, it was super cool. I didn't use it because I have dogs that will bark at <laughs> any moment. Um, and I'm like, no, I don't want my dogs to ruin my game kind of thing. But yeah, I thought that was a really cool thing. Um, and if I didn't have dogs, I may have left it on. Although at the same time, like, that's kind of kind of freaky. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think that made you feel a lot more immersion in the game because, mm-hmm. you know – not only did you need to not make sound in the game, you needed to not make sound in life. In life, yeah, so, Ooh. yeah. Wow. <laughs> in um, yeah. Ocarina of Time, wasn't there a thing where you would have an option of what to say, but if you said the wrong thing, they'd just be like, "That's not nice," and then now <laughs> say the right thing. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I don't remember. Teaching you manners. Like you could say something rude. You'd, there'd be an option for it, but then if you chose that, then they would just like take you right back to the. Original yeah. <laughs> like dialogue and make you until you chose the right one. So yeah. that was kind of funny because you could say it, but it wouldn't change anything. Yeah, it would just be like yeah. an extra yeah. little. That's the problem with a lot of games, I think. Yeah, you, yeah. It they try to make it look like you have a choice, but you don't really. Yeah, have a exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mass the illusion. Bioware has gotten past that. I mean, they're not perfect. Yeah. Like I said, I hate the little wheel that tells you exactly. <laughs> You're being friendly. You're being mean. You're... I hated that. Although I think some of the, you know, because they have to abbreviate when they what they tell you the options of things that you're going to say. They yeah. abbreviate and they abbre- what is actually yeah. said what is something said a lot is longer. Yeah. So there have been times when I have uh, misinterpreted <laughs> what I was going to say. And I thought I was going to say something, say, comforting and nice. And I said something horrible, like, <laughs> everyone dies, Jenkins. <laughs> it's just a fact of life. <laughs> yeah. Um, somebody, I don't remember who it was, kind of got into that that thing which actually made them more romantic than they wanted oh, to no. be with some of the characters. <laughs> that thing. Spoilers <laughs> for Mass Effect 2, if I may. When I, I accidentally, or I didn't accidentally, I was just going along flirting with Garrus and flirting with Thane. Thane, who has a terminal disease, I want to break up with Thane because I really want, I want to romance Garrus as my end game. So, you know, I'm going to break up with this guy that I'm friends with, I, I admire, I love. I can't love a dying man, Shepard says. That's not what I wanted to say. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let me just say I am so glad That's that you cold. decided to romance Garrus because back on Girl Fight, I said I was romancing Garrus and everyone was like, oh, why would you romance? He's like, great. I know. He has a nice voice and a good sense of humor. Exactly. Just because he is a lizard man doesn't mean that he cannot love. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Something we have in common. That's. Very funny. His waist is very sturdy. Wow. <laughs> okay. And family lovers, friendly. Okay. Family friendly. We don't need to talk sturdy. about sturdy waists. <laughs> it's a Turian thing. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. Okay. Let's let's move past this. So Laura Lynn, she has a very interesting article. It's up on Gamma Sutra. I encourage you to check it out. It also has a wonderful, wonderful screenshot in it in which there is a rad scorpion with the word nope right <laughs> on top of it. So um, so yeah, I should definitely check that out. So we're going to segue into what we are playing. Simone, why Me. don't you start first? Skylanders. <laughs> um, speaking of responsive games, I suspect that Skylanders like Mario Kart um, may 
like pay attention to how good you are at racing and make the NPCs smarter based on that. <laughs> Just a suspicion I have based on coming in seventh yesterday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which is not something that happens to me. So I, I've been playing a lot of Skylander Superchargers. I'm very much enjoying it so far. Uh, I will have a full review up. I am still of the opinion that from a, a consumer standpoint, it is rough going with the stuff that they have gated off based on mm. what element vehicle you have. Like the whole game is playable with land vehicles. I don't remember if I talked about this the last time, um, my my ignorant assumptions about what would happen if I just I had the know. one vehicle. You and Andy were just like, bub, 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 bub. so <laughs> okay. I have no idea if you talked <laughs> about Apparently, I'm going to inhale my own phlegm and choke on my throat. <laughs> um, I assumed, because I knew that the, it was playable with just the land vehicle, Hot Streak, that comes in the starter pack, I assumed that the Sea and Sky sequences would still be playable and I'd have like a digital figure. I was ignorant and wrong about that. There are basically spots in each full level where you can play a sky sequence or a sea sequence and they are blocked off. And oh, the, no. Yeah. So the star rating for each level is based on how many elements you have completed. So I have one star for each level because I have only one vehicle. Mm. I will only get three stars when I have a vehicle in each element, and I'm going to buy them, of course, because I am trash. Um, <laughs> How I, much are they, Simone? Um, I could not. I don't actually know how much the vehicles are alone. I do know that um, there are expansion packs that have extra tracks and one vehicle, and there are different ones for each of the elements, so land, sea, and sky. And I think that those are $35, but I might be wrong. (laughs) That's the other thing that I am upset about right now is, you know, you have these different different racetracks for the racing mode, and so far I have two two tracks unlocked that came with the game there are you know four more yeah four more for sea four more for sky and then two more locked ones for land that i need to buy the expansion pack to unlock so i've been playing the same Mm. two racetracks over and over and over again and i love the tracks i think they're really creative i think that they're a lot of fun i'm definitely still enjoying them and i know the shortcuts really well now (laughs) um and actually there are still some shortcuts that i have yet to discover which is really cool um However, it does feel, you know, like a very incomplete racing game at this point. It is a very complete adventure game. I'm really enjoying the adventure mode. But, like, these – I'm coming up against these these barriers everywhere. Yeah, at least they could have given you all the land ones, I think. I know. That's the car that you have. Yeah. There are only four. (laughs) Give them to me. (laughs) Exactly. Like, I don't know. That seems kind of really crappy to do It's sad. Fortunately, I can still race, you know, split screen with my roommate um, with just the one vehicle. Like, we both drive Hot Streak, even Mm. though I only have the one. So that's cool. I'm happy about that, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Until you come into the office like, oh, I bought bought some more. Yeah, I I can guarantee you that's what's going to happen. Because I want them. (laughs) Anyway, so that's what I have mostly been playing this week. Um, Still trying to get through episode four of Life is Strange. Not making any progress, but. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I know once I get to like the action part where we're dealing with kidnapping, it'll be interesting. But right now it's this very like self-serious kind of dialogue with my 
best friend who I put in a wheelchair by changing oh, no. the timeline, whatever. Oh. So, and it, I hate wheelchair stories so much. And, like, it's treating it in this – it's like – she, there's this I, I won't spoil it but it's right now like the way that they're talking is so like self-serious and dramatic and it's like i i don't know uh, it it just feels kind of very it, it's it's rubbing me the wrong way yeah yeah it sounds a little bit like that movie the butterfly effect yeah that's what i was thinking yeah movie, yeah which harsh yeah. it was i thought so it was harsh. okay up until the end and then the end was so it's Unbelievable and the whole movie laughable. is just disturbing, though. <laughs> yes, I mean it it's, is. A lot of it is. It's disturbing. like Ashton Kutcher, and he like has this thing where he can go back in time and like change past events, mm-hmm. and then he wakes up and in the future, and everything's different, and he yeah. just keeps making it worse and worse <laughs> yes. and worse, and like, yeah, God, oh. that's d- distressing. Like really, really bad <laughs> yes. things happen. Yeah, and the ending is just. Uh, we were actually my husband and I were laughing. I don't remember the ending. the ending because it was so just unbelievably terrible. Not in like the fact that it was so tragic or anything. It was just so implausible and <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to say cuz I don't want to spoil it, but pretty sure that um, movie came out in like 2007. Yeah. So. And I think I don't know. I think maybe we were watching the director's cut which had which had their ending in it. Mm-hmm. And like I think maybe the commercial ending was a lot better cuz we got to see that ending on the on the DVD. I'm like, "Oh my god, that's so much better." Like these directors just, <laughs> Sometimes directors don't know what they're doing, like honestly. Like they they need restraint. It's like exactly. Spielberg. Uh, yes. No, it's sorry, George Lucas. Uh, yes, effect. exactly. Yes. <laughs> Oh, okay. Off on a little tangent there. How about you, Linda? Well, I wrote a post about stress relief games. Mm. So I tried out a bunch of games this week that were actually kind of fun. Um, There's one called Flowey. I tried that one. Did you try it? But it kind of stressed me out. (laughs) Did it? (laughs) Yeah, because I kept crashing the ship and like, I'd be like, no, but I did it the right way, but I would still crash. And I think my finger just, I don't know, but... I that I, that was a problem. It's stressful because yeah, crashing a ship is like yeah, that's <laughs> well, not good. The thing is when you're learning a new game, it is stressful. Even these games that are supposed to relax you. But it was nice. Yeah. I did find that like they they do this thing where they try to like make you breathe in a certain pattern with mm. like certain timing mm. and I actually did find that it made me do that like it was really easy to like taking deep breaths sort of almost involuntarily right. like sync your, your breathing with um the little know, cloud the in the game huh. yeah okay. yeah That's cool. that was really kind of cool yeah. yeah um i also played one called kaleidoscope drawing pad and i um if you look on the app stores for uh google play or or the ios app store you'll see a lot of these kaleidoscope games mm. and i'd never tried one before but they're really cool, and you just make little gestures on your screen, and it draws these beautiful kaleidoscopes. Cool. You know, there's just a um, huge variety of them. So that's relaxing. And then um, there's another one called Zen Koi, where you breed um, beautiful cartoon <laughs> koi oh. fish. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that does sound cool, actually. Yeah, I that kind of really always fun. want to have a little pond in my yard where I could have koi. Well, Zen Koi. And then... And then all of these games pretty much have um, that soundtrack that has, you know, the pretty 
<laughs> music that's yes. playing. That's chirping like, birds. Yes. Chirping birds or, you know, the kind of thing you would hear if you were getting a massage, massage or yeah. something like Aww. that. So that's actually kind of nice. And it's um, it's nice to take a little break with those games once in a while, I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then... The opposite end of the spectrum was Ori in the Blind Forest, <laughs> where I killed myself, I don't know, <laughs> 60, 70 times. Yeah. And then, oh, my gosh. And then rage quit. So yeah. that was that game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so, like, like, the game, I'm disappointed in that game. Not because the gameplay is necessarily bad. It's just that, you know, they were, this game was marketed as, like, this, like, great little adventure with mm-hmm. these great graphics and this great little um, and that's all true it's it. great yeah it yeah. is but then you get to playing it and you're like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> i haven't played a game like this since i was like 10 trying to play the first metroid and not getting anywhere past the first metroid so oh um, gosh. yeah it was uh it was very disappointing yeah, yeah. need a story yeah. mode <laughs> yeah which is funny i haven't played it yet but the witcher 3 apparently it's easy mode is called just give me the story nice <laughs> yeah. that's what i want yes exactly <laughs> um so lisa yeah how about you how yeah. you tried the flowy game i did try that and that was about it um <laughs> i've pretty much been watching the british show peep show Okay. I've, I'm on the fourth oh, oh, oh. series already. It's not a dirty show. <laughs> you, I don't know if anyone that. has heard of it. No. But it's amazing, and I've watched like four seasons of it in the past three days. What's and it's nice. it's about... like the third time I've watched it. Um, it's about these two men that like live together and they're friends, and one of them's like a really straight laced businessman, and um, the other one's kind of like a loser, like jobless. <laughs> idiot and they're both like really horrible in a lot of ways and um it kind of has it has this gimmick where um the it's all filmed like from someone's perspective so it Mm. switches from person to person but you see the view from their eyes and you like hear all their thoughts and it's just really 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 funny interesting and that's cool. Yeah, I can't I'll try stop. that out. So I haven't been playing any games. I've just been watching <laughs> Peep Show. Yeah, that sounds like it's like kind of like first person TV. Yeah, <laughs> basically, Which is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, FPW first person watching, and it's just <laughs> it's really well written and just really hilarious. Cool. So is this on Netflix or Amazon? It is or? on Netflix. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So I've actually been playing a number of things which is very rare for me when I'm having a three-year-old child who still wants to play Casual Crashers, which is pretty awesome. However, there are certain bosses that she doesn't want to see. So we were getting close to one, and she's like, I want to lose. I'm like, why do you want to lose? She's like, I don't want to see the blah, blah. Mm. I don't remember what it was. And so my husband um, loaded his save from the 360 where he has unlocked everything. And so we were just playing on that and just letting her, like, run around (laughs) wherever she wants. And she kind of remembers. She's like, no, the scary thing is here. I don't want to go here. And then. It's wow. uh, it's pretty cool. That's so. pretty. She's she's smart. <laughs> she <laughs> remembers all the all the yes. monsters. That's yeah. Great. So we've been playing that, and then I've also been playing Animal Crossing Happy Home Designer, which is nice. super cute. Um, it's funny. I loaded up the game, and the you know I start talking to the animals, and you get that little. Beep, 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 and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I miss this. Um, so basically with this, uh, Tom Nook, you know, who always owns everything in Animal Crossing, uh, we have theories about um, 
the reason that he owns everything, organized crime or whatever. Um, but uh, <laughs> So in this one, you've got your little town that's not very developed, which is true in any Animal Crossing. But this time, Tom Nook owns Nook Homes, in which you get hired as an interior decorator. And you have your little animals that they say, oh, I want this type of house or I want that type of house. And you go and you like put things together for them. And um, then there are also, like, town, like, buildings that you get to do, too, like a school and a hospital and a restaurant. And I actually had more fun doing those than Mm -hmm. the houses. Um, I actually had the most fun doing the office, which I don't know what that says about me. But but that was the one I had the most fun for. And um, it's cute. The the only thing that kind of annoyed me is that there are no repercussions for, Mm -hmm. like, building a house that is completely the opposite of what the person or the animal asked for. And Mm. I thought that that was kind of weird. And then also there's this handbook that kind of like gives you um, new ways to do things. Mm -hmm. And you're using, I don't remember what the point things are called. I think they're street pass points or coins or whatever. Um, And luckily work 3DS had like 200 of them so that I could go through But, like, one of the last lessons on that that you can get is the ability to have more than one room in the house. So I played through almost the entire game, did all of the town things until I got to the point where I could do two room houses. Hmm. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Oh, my gosh. why didn't you give this to me earlier in the game? Like, because, like, it drives me nuts. Like, you know, I got to do a bedroom with a kitchen and a TV and all this kind of stuff. I'm kind of anal that way. But, like, give me two rooms. I can do the bedroom in one room and then, like, the living room in the other room. It just yeah. makes more oh, sense to me odd. that way. So, um, but it was cute and I enjoyed it. A uh, review will be going up on Pixelkin tomorrow, I think, if I can write it tonight and occupy Anna with the iPad. Um <laughs> And uh, But what I think would really be great is if they come out with another Animal Crossing, traditional, your regular Animal Crossing, and combine this gameplay together with yeah. it, it would be so cool. Mm. Did, so awesome. Do you guys know the pun behind Tom Nook's name? Why he's named that? No. I have heard it before, and I totally forget it. <laughs> it's really fun. Um, so there's this animal that's like a raccoon dog, and they live in Japan. They're native to Japan. And they're called, I believe they're called Tanukis. Yes. Tanuki. Okay, oh. I do remember that now. So Tom Nook, Tanuki. Yes. He's oh a raccoon gosh. dog. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. They, um, they were the subject of a Miyazaki movie called Pompoko. Hmm. Anyone's seen that? I have not Very seen that. The oh raccoon God. dogs. They're supposed to be magical. That is so wow. cool. In the movie, they're like magic. It's pretty funny. Puns. Yeah. Yes. So then beside that, Alpha Bear, I unlocked some new bears. I got Preppy Bear in the People one. Um, I was trying to get Burger Bear because you can see Burger Bear (laughs) in the house thing. He's like jumping up and down on the challenge event thing. I'm like, oh, I want Burger Bear. But I didn't (laughs) get him. Um, And I still haven't unlocked anyone else in the the, the, uh, fairy tale thing. And I cannot get a gold egg on those fairy tale things for the life of me. They are so difficult. Like small boards. And something they introduced in the later board, I forget if it was the house um, level or the fairy tale level. They have like frozen letters like scattered throughout the board 
and they they count down like the regular letters do. And so you can't use them unless you get to them in time. You have to have a letter next to them in order to melt them. And if you don't get to them in time, they just automatically turn to stone. Uh-huh. And it's nuts. <laughs> and in addition to that, you've got the little skull and crossbone things where if you unlock that, it's an automatic red. And it's it's really hard. And you have a small board and it's like the score is like 250,000. Like, Are you oh. crazy? <laughs> There's no way I'm going to do this. I have gotten blue eggs. Sometimes I don't even get a blue one. That's um, brutal. It is brutal. But one thing I, I don't like is that the bears have stopped giving you coins. No. Yes. What? You get a daily egg that you tap on that gives you what? a random amount of coins, and then the bears don't give you coins anymore. Yeah, so you're not motivated to do it again to do it more than once if you've got the gold egg, right? Because you don't. Yeah. Well, you, you could get, get you could it. get different bears, um, but like I like to, mm. you know, you yeah. kind of you use the coins to do the big old the treasure events where you yeah. can get the legendary bears. Um, so yeah. yeah, and you could like theoretically play and play and play until you get enough coins. But before, not yes, now. yeah, no, you can't. Um, which is kind of disappointing. Sad. Although you do get a coin bonus if you have purchased the infinite honey. Mm. So, well, but the other thing too is I've sort of fallen into the uh, using coins to wake up the bears Nicole. before their naps are over. The naps are better, but it's we like we're gonna stop that. I know, but the naps are better, but at the same time, like. Like, I really, like, I, I just get trapped in this. I'm like, I think if I have these three bears, I can really make it happen. Um, because I've had one bear that I keep getting, and it gets better and better and better. And I'm like, okay, if I could put this one with this one, and this other one is napping, so I need to wake it up. And yes. Your life gonna... is suffering. I know. <laughs> it's a long cycle of pain. It is. And Anna, <laughs> Anna has been watching me play that, and uh, she's like, why aren't you tapping that letter? Tap that letter. And she sticks her hand in. I'm like, don't. No, tap that letter. Um, <laughs> so anyhow, and then of course Hearthstone, of which I have a very funny story this week. So um, it's the end of the season. Uh, this is where you end your rank and you get your prize based on your rank. And so my husband got to a really high rank. It was like thirteen, thirteen or fourteen or something mm-hmm. like that. I don't remember exactly what it is. So last night after I got home from my fabulous mom's night out at. Beardsley Public House, he comes up to me with his iPhone and he's like, mm, look, look what rank I got. And I'm like, you know, okay, whatever. And I was about to like just go to bed and he's like, what are you doing? Like load up that game. <laughs> and I, he's like, I'm going to show you what like a real deck looks like. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And so I played against him using my gold mage. Um, which I don't – I haven't been doing because my goal is like do each class and get it to gold and all that kind of stuff, get it completely leveled mm-hmm. up. So that's why my rank is always bad is because I'm using like an unleveled yeah, character. Yeah. And so I pulled out my gold mage because that is my best one in my opinion and I beat him. Boom, boom, boom. Yes. Three times. Yes. Yes. Three times right in a row. <laughs> I'm like, you take that rank. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I like to hear. It was awesome. Nice. Yeah. So um, (laughs) I very much enjoyed that. Congratulations. Thank you. And that's what I told him. I'm like, if I was using this character, I would have a much higher rank. Yeah. It's just that I don't care about the rank. Like, Mm -hmm. my goal is get everybody to gold so they all look pretty. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So anyhow, so that's my heart's story. I can relate to that. Yeah. Um. So on that note, I think we're going to wrap it up. Thanks question? so much. Question? Question. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Thank you for reminding me. We finally got a question. 
Um, it came to us from Andrew Cameron. And he says he was a huge fan of Girl Fright back in the day. Woo! Yay! Yay! Um, and he wants Jessica Chobot to get on here for a reunion. And I've been trying to get her. She's a mom now, so. Mm-hmm. Which means she's busy. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so his question is about Super Smash Brothers. And there is currently a poll going on to vote on characters that you want to appear in the game. It's closing very soon. It's actually closing on October 2nd or 3rd. So it's almost done. So he says he would like to see more positive female representatives for his nieces, not just a pink princess whose skill is getting kidnapped. Here, here. <laughs> and he says, as much as I adore Bayonetta, no way I'm showing that to my four and seven year old <laughs> Riverstones. He says he likes the women racers in F Zero GX because they're equals to the male racers and are dressed appropriately. And so he wants to know what female characters we would like to see in Super Smash Brothers, not necessarily listed on the uh, the actual poll, oh, the actual And they have to be Nintendo characters. Yes. If we're well, sticking if with the rules of this in, universe. In Super Smash Brothers, not necessarily Nintendo characters, but characters that have appeared in Nintendo games, all such right, as Bayonetta. Right, right. So I'll go first. I honestly don't know a lot about the Nintendo girls beyond Peach. Um, <laughs> and yeah, that's about it. Um, and, and Zelda, obviously. Uh, but I'm going to go with Midna. Midna is pretty cool. She mm-hmm. is... The kind of wolf ruler gal from Twilight Princess, which I didn't play very much of Twilight Princess, but like I interacted with her and I'm like, well, she's really cool. Yeah. So I'm going to go with her. She's she's cute, kind of little little person who is completely non-sexualized, except apparently in Hyrule Warriors at the end. Um, <laughs> we so, don't talk about it. <laughs> yes. Yes. So Minna is going to be my choice. What All about right. everybody else? I, I guess – It'd be cool to see uh, some of the Animal Crossing characters. I think I'd, there are. I think are? that. Oh, no. I think there they are. They have like Isabel and. I don't know. I don't know if it's the specific animals, but there's definitely mm. Animal okay. Crossing villagers. There's a villager. There. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. A villager. Oh, but. Oh, yeah. Okay. They have villager, but they don't have like Isabel or the Hedgehog. I, those are lady the. Or... Yeah. Those are the like the clothing. Yeah. The clothing yeah. people. I mean, they don't, they don't in, fight, but. Who are not in Happy Home Designer, by oh, the way. No. Which is kind of weird. Now that you bring them up, I'm like, hey, wait, they yeah. weren't in there. That's, that's weird. Kinda, yeah, that's kind of weird. Yeah, aren't they going to be in – there's something that they're going to be in that's coming out. Uh, I think it's the other Animal Crossing game that's uh, – I've forgotten the name of because I am a fake. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think they might be in some type of crossover game anyways. Yeah. Courtney's well, not here, so yeah. we don't know. Somebody else talk while I try to think of other Nintendo games. <laughs> um, I did talk to Courtney about – who this should be. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> Your cross-check. I, yes. I I agree with her. Impa. Um, mm-hmm. She's in the Legend of Zelda series and is a strong character and um, uh, kind of a little bit – in some of her incarnations, you can't really tell if she's male or female, which mm-hmm. I think is kind of cool. So, um, yeah, a sage. Another Zelda option would be – they haven't done this, I don't think, but – one of the Gerudo women. Oh. Yeah, definitely. That, you know, yeah. that where, like, Ganondorf comes from this, like, um, culture mm-hmm. of, a, like, all-women society. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be awesome. But he's, the, like, the, the one male in 100 years that they have. So, like, why not another? <laughs> and he turned out not great, so. One of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so. 
if we're going to go with, you know, if if Amiibo can be in Skylanders, I'm going to say that they should have, like, Stealth Elf in Super Smash Brothers or, like, Tessa or Callie. So cool. I think they're Who awesome knows? characters. That might actually happen. Yeah. The crossover. Yeah. Tessa could summon her, like, flying chocobo creature and kick butt with it. That'd be great. Cool. Has Has Birdo been in the Super Smash Brothers games yet? Birdo? I, think I have so. no idea. Probably. I think so, though. I don't know if she counts. <laughs> Maybe I'm thinking she Mario has a bow. <laughs> She's like female Yoshi kind yes, of. Yes, right? yeah, I know. Yeah. She, yeah. She's got a different kind of no, snout. She though, has right? like yeah. a, a tube for her. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh my God. Yeah. That's so and weird. she's pink. She's like a pink dinosaur, but she has a tube for her mouth and a bow. As many yes. of us do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man okay uh, yes uh andrew sorry we don't know much about nintendo games it's a it's unfortunate that courtney isn't here um well so, but though those are answers i think there, there aren't a lot of good there yeah, aren't a lot Impa. yeah there aren't a lot of good characters in nintendo games unfortunately characters. yeah mm-hmm. we wish there were more yes absolutely yeah all right so with that note i think we're going to wrap things up once again <laughs> Uh, thanks so much for listening. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, you can subscribe to us on iTunes and review us. That helps us out, too. You can also find us on Blog Talk Radio. You can find us on Facebook, Pixelkin. You can find us on Twitter, at Pixelkin underscore org, and at Gaming with Moms. And you can also find us on YouTube, where we suggest that you go to YouTube and search for Pixelkin. I think it might actually be Pixelkin org. I think I I think I looked at it the other day. There's anyway. And I think it's shorter. I think it's just like YouTube slash users slash Pixelkin Is it? org. Okay. I think well, whatever. I think it's, it's easier not to that, just search it. It's not that crazy as you think. Um and also just want to mention that we have just launched a brand new sister site called Remeshed, which is all about women in gaming. And yep. it's super cool. And you should check it out. Uh, everybody on staff here at Pixelkin is going to be or is contributing in some way um, to the site. And it's it's super cool. We hope that we get a big audience for that. So I think with that, I've said everything. <laughs> and uh, let's wrap things up. Thanks so much for listening. And we'll be back with you next week. Bye. This podcast was recorded in the studios of the Jack Straw Cultural Center in Seattle, Washington.